Welcome to Behind the Writer, the podcast about what the heck happens after you finally finish that novel. I'm your host, Julie Vade, and I'm here with my fellow indie authors to dive into the good, the bad, and the ugly of writing and publishing a novel. Today, I am joined by J.L. Vampa, also known as Jane Lenore Vampa. She pens evil queens, witches, and interracial couples, raises tiny humans, and makes bookish merch, as well as rules the Vampa Chateau with her producer and musician husband. Is there anything that she can't do? So, J.L., thank you so much for joining me. Um, Is there anything else you want to add to your little bio there? Not really. Well, actually, we now own, since I wrote that, um, we own our own publishing house now as well. So, <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. Is there anything you can't do? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, let's jump into the first question here. Um, awesome. So tell me about the books that you have published right now, because you have quite a few. I was checking them out on your website before. Yeah. Um, so you tell me about what you have right now. Yeah. Um. So... Several years ago, I published a YA fantasy, um, The Queen's Keeper, and then that has a little novella with it um, called The Ghost Raven. That was my debut. Most people don't know about that one. Um, And then I have the first two of my adult gothic fantasy series, The Sister Solstice. The first two are out. The third one comes out in October. Um, and I do also have a, um, like a standalone, everyone wants it to be a series, but I don't think it's going to be, (laughs) um, a standalone, like nineties heist story with like a little bit of magic in it. And that one's called stolen magic. Okay. Wow. You got a lot of variety there. Yeah. (laughs) Nice. Um, so you said you have the third book coming out. Is that, do you have any other books in the works right now, or that's kind of your focus? Um, that's my focus right now is that series, um, because it has a lot happening. Um, I do have two that are kind of just sitting in the wings waiting for me to be able to get to them. Yeah. Um, (laughs) but right now I'm focused on sisters and, and finishing that series. Okay. Awesome. I'm so excited. I'll have to check all of those out. I feel like I haven't read a lot of, um, like gothic style things, but I'm yeah. always so interested in it. Like I love your aesthetic and like on your, like your Instagram and your website. So I'm like, I need to check all this out. This looks so cool. <laughs> um, all right. So um, what originally drew you to writing and what kind of keeps you doing it through the years? The first, I mean, I've always loved books um, and I used to write what I thought would be song lyrics, um, but I have zero musical ability. Um, when I was a kid, um, and then I read To Kill a Mockingbird, I guess I was maybe like 13, and there's a line, I think, on the first page, and it just, I thought, I want to make words pretty like this, and so from then on, I just always thought it would be so cool to be a writer, but I wasn't sure I could really do it. And then I eventually wrote a book, The Queen's Keeper, and it was just sitting there for a long time. Yeah. Um, but my husband kept saying, you know, like, just just put it out there. Just try, you know. And so I finally did. And it's been a long, you know, it's been a long road. That was 10, 
over 10 years ago. So I don't know. It's just, I don't know how to not write. It's self care <laughs> for me. <laughs> so. I know. I feel like if you have a story in your head, you'll like go crazy if you don't put it down on paper and just yes. get it out of your body. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely like, agree. Yes. Yeah. And I, I feel like a lot of authors say the same thing where they were kind of writing their first book for like, many, many years and kind mm-hmm. of hanging out with it <laughs> before yeah. they like decided to go for it. Um, but, yeah, yeah. So that's good. All right. And so you said your books are young adult, right? Um, The first one. The first the, one. The current series is adult. Or okay. I mean, you could say new adult, but I mean, they're in their around 30, you know, so they're not. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what made you decide to kind of do young adult transfer to adult? Like how do you kind of, is that like decide on what level that you want to write on? Um, I think that was honestly my maturity level. Um, just as, as I progressed, so did my writing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I used to really like the coming of age story because I think I was still looking for myself. Yeah. So I wrote the queen's keeper I think I was around 23, 24 when I started that. So I was, you know, I was not a teenager anymore, but I was yeah. still coming out of a lot. I was still growing and I, I didn't know who I was for a very long time. Yeah. Um, and so when it came time to, I actually wrote Stolen Magic um, before I wrote Sister Solstice, any of those books. Okay. And that one you know, they were my age, they were late twenties and I wanted to write someone my age. Um, and from there, I honestly, I have a very difficult time reading YA anymore and writing it. I just don't know. Writing it is hard, but one of my ideas that I have, she is a 17 year old girl, but that idea is not a coming of age story. It's really, um, it's just, it's just different. And I, I, I tell people a lot that my characters, it's just like they come through the either to me and they <laughs> yeah. just show up and I'm like, okay, you know, this is what you are. This is the age you are. This is what you look like. This is your personality. So a lot of it, I feel like I don't choose it. <laughs> sure. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I feel like that's a lot of, a lot of people say they think of characters like in their dreams or something too. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I feel like, um, Sometimes I feel like it's hard to figure out like the exact lines between the Mm -hmm. different, like young adult, new adult, adult, there's so much crossover. So yeah, Yeah. I feel like it's hard to really pinpoint what people, you know, what you want to write and what you're doing. Cause it's so like a, such a spectrum, you know what I mean? It is. Absolutely. So what, let's talk about your first book. Um, what Mm -hmm. kind of was the process of publishing that? And then we'll talk about maybe the differences and like how you've changed for the next books and stuff like that. Okay. Um, the first book I did, well, I still pretty much do everything myself. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yes. That's most of us do. (laughs) Yeah. But the, but that one I had no editor. I didn't have a critique partner. I didn't really have anybody look at it. Um, I did have somebody kind of do a little bit of light editing on it and it took me a long time to write it. Um, Mm -hmm. and then it just sort of sat there for years. And then one day I was like, let's just do it. Let's just publish it. You know? Yeah. Um, so there was really no, 
buildup at all. I didn't have, that was the day I published it was like the day I started my bookstagram. I didn't know bookstagram uh, was a thing. Yeah. You know? So I just sort of went for it and, and didn't really plan anything. Um, but then I went kind of a long time without writing. You know, I had two very small kids. Um, I started writing again and then the pandemic happened. Yeah. And for a while, I didn't do anything at that point either. But then writing Stolen Magic kind of got me through the pandemic. Um, okay. So that one's really special. But for that one, I had a critique partner. And she would nice. read, we would trade, you know, words is what we call it, trade words every Wednesday. Um, and really, like, dig into the manuscripts with each other. And then... So by the, that one, I actually queried, um, I queried okay. that one for a while. Yeah. And then, um, the, the sister solstice just like dropped into me and I was mad because I immediately knew that was the series. That was me. It was going right. to be, you know, have the Gothic and all the things I ever wanted in a book, but I was mad because I was querying this other one. Sure. <laughs> so yeah. Was, you know, that was frustrating, but I started writing it and querying. Um, and then I just kind of shoved that, shoved that book entirely to the side and decided to really go for sisters. Well, once I got the first book written, I queried it as well. Mm-hmm. And it actually ended up on the desk of one of the is one of the biggest agents in the business. Um, she asked oh, wow. for the full. Um, nice. And that was really exciting, but I was nervous. Um, yeah. And then I had, I had another agent also interested in it. Um, but when it came down to it, I didn't fit into a particular genre. I didn't, I wasn't yeah. quite adult, but I was definitely wasn't YA and they right. would not recognize new adult. Right. Um, so it was either change your characters to be younger and this is completely inappropriate or um, make it more adult. And, you know, and so at that point uh, I was very frustrated, wanted to quit. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) Um, I can imagine. But, you know, um, my husband is always, he's always the, you know, my biggest supporter and he just, said he was like just you can do this like we can do this on our own let's do it and so um we started we already have a business um and mm-hmm. we started phantom house press we kind of knew how to go go about doing all of that and then from there we spent almost a year just promoting the book and it had already been written uh we spent yeah. a year like building up the publishing house we did an anthology with 30 authors and we just Wow. Really spent a year, you know, building everything and then put out the first uh, book of sisters. And it's just how it's gone since. (laughs) Yeah. That's really interesting. That perspective on traditional publishing, because I, because yeah, new adult is kind of like a, like a in-between category. That's not like an actual category. And so I never thought of, that's probably why, um, a lot of young adult books, I was talking with some other authors, I feel like they're kind of like some of the content and the, it's like explicit. I'm like, is this really YA? But it's probably because these authors maybe had it a little like in between Mm -hmm. and they kind of had to change it. So that's interesting. I didn't realize that, you know, the traditional agents would kind of say that stuff and tell you to adjust like that. That's really interesting. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was the other question I was going to ask you is if, if you had tried any of the traditional publishing route and, you know, why you decided to do indie. Um, but you answered that. <laughs> yeah, I did. And I mean, it ultimately came down to I very much um, believe in creative control. Even our yeah. authors and we're a traditional we're small press, but we're a traditional right. traditional publishing house. Um, so I'm the only author that does it all by myself. You know, the rest of yeah. them, they have us. But um, the reason we started it is because they get to keep creative control. That we're yeah. not going to tell them to change a bunch of stuff in their story. Like, we'll help them make it better. But I just don't, I don't agree with that. And, you know, I think part of me trying to find myself was not being shoved into a box by other people yeah. anymore. And so that was just sort of the final straw of it because I just didn't, I didn't want my characters or my books or me to be shoved into a corner. And I, for me, I'm very, very against adult themes in YA books. Um, right. As a mother, I can't, I can't in good conscience do that. So I didn't want to put it in YA because YA sells well. And, you know, so I just, right. I don't know. I just kind of had to go with my gut on that, you know? Yeah, that's good. I wish that more uh, traditional publishing companies were had your thought process, because I think that's the biggest thing that drives people to, you know, self-publishing is that creative control. Because it's like, why would anybody want to have this whole story they wrote and then have somebody else be like, oh, you need to like change your whole plot? Like, exactly. no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's awesome that you're doing that. I hope that you get every client needs to go to you. <laughs> All right. So in your novels, so what kind of characters or themes are important for you to kind of represent in the books that you write? One of the main themes is um, interracial couples, um, because my husband and I are an interracial couple. Um, and, mm -hmm. you know, we never really thought about it too much when we got together. But then I read a story um, about just... I mean, 60 years ago, what could happen to interracial couples? I mean, they could end up in jail yeah. or killed. I mean, horrible, horrible things. And so right. that really just struck me. You know, if we were a generation or two back, that could have been us. So that's always a really important one to me. And also um, classism. Um, I just, mm. I've seen that a lot. I think growing up in the South, um, it's really prevalent still. And so those are two things like combating classism and, you know, racism and all of that stuff. It's just really important to me. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's excellent themes. All right. So what has been the biggest challenge for you since you started pursuing writing and publishing and opening up your, um, you know, your press house and everything? I think it's, there's a no matter what stage you're in with writing and publishing and all of that, there are just really hard days where, you know, the yeah. words won't come or no one's reading or somebody that started after you is like way ahead of you somehow, <laughs> yeah. you know, and combating all of that is, is really hard. Like the, like this yeah. week actually was like just a really hard week Aww. with all of that type of thing, you know, yeah. but I've just, when I first started, I didn't have any writer friends. I didn't even have any reader friends, you know? Yeah. So now I've like developed my tribe and, you know, you have other writers that you can 
talk to you and say, you know, I'm in that weird spot where everything I've written, I hate it, you know, and they know yeah. what you're talking or they know exactly what it feels like. And so that's probably the hardest thing. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally agree. What would you say is like the best way to kind of find that tribe and community when you're starting out? I would say I actually don't recommend sharing your writing. What I like to say to our authors at Phantom House is unless you would let this person into your bathroom before you've cleaned it, don't share your writing. <laughs> okay. Um, There's okay. so many thieves out there and they do. And even if it's yeah. not on purpose, you know, when you're sharing your writing with people and going back and forth, if it's in the same genre and you're into the same things, you might accidentally start sounding like each other. So I mean, I really, I found most of my friends just by, um, we would read together. We read different books and it was, you know, do you like to write? Yeah, I like to write. This is a little bit of the idea that I'm working on. And, you know, and once you build that trust, then it's, you know, you can start sharing your writing and getting feedback, which really helps as long as it's constructive, you know. Right. But I, I mean, I really found everybody that I'm close with at this point was from bookstagram. Yeah. I was going to say, I feel like, um, I feel like the community is really big on Instagram. (laughs) You could find anybody on Instagram. Absolutely. (laughs) Okay. So what has, uh, surprised you the most, either in a good way or a bad way with the whole process? I am honestly always shocked by the amount of support that authors receive, especially indie authors. Um, and small yeah. press and, you know, just anybody not in a, one of the big five, it's, it's really cool to me to see that the readership has shifted. It used to be, if you were an indie author, small press, then, you know, they assumed your book wasn't good, but it's sort of, um, flipping on its head now. And the readers are saying, I'm only going to read indie this year, or I'm not going to read any mainstream books. And that's, really exciting, um, as a author, obviously, but also as a reader, because I make a point not to read mainstream books. And the reason is not because they're mainstream, but because as a writer, I don't want to begin to sound the same and just be in an echo chamber, you know? Yeah. Um, because whatever you take in is what's going to come out in some way. And so if you're only consuming mainstream then you're just going to sound, you know, like everybody else. Yeah, I feel like I have that problem sometimes where I definitely don't read as much as I probably should Mm. be reading because you have to read to learn and grow as a writer and all that. But sometimes I feel like if I read, because I love fantasy and I write fantasy, Mm -hmm. and so I feel like if I'm reading all this fantasy, I'm going to start, like, molding ideas, and I want to have all the ideas for my books be, like, my own. So sometimes I'm like, I don't want to read too much because then I'm going to, like, I don't know, (laughs) be too influenced and the whole thing. Yeah, there's definitely a balance for sure. Yeah. So we talked about this a little bit, but how do you deal with um, things like imposter syndrome or comparing yourself to other authors or other books you've read? How do you deal with that? Um, That's, I mean, that is really hard. I definitely lean on my writer friends um, and we all go in cycles with it. So we're just, you know, we know it's, we're at a low point. Okay. Then let's lift this one up. And then, yeah. um, but another thing that I do is I really unplug, 
Um, I maybe put, put my writing away for a little bit, um, and make, just read. That's hard though sometimes because when you're in the first draft and you, I mean, I'm sure that this is, you feel this too, but when you're in your first draft and you read someone's finished book, you're like, yeah. why do I do this? Why am I even writing? What's the point? You know? So, right. I know. <laughs> so sometimes reading doesn't help. Um, but I, yeah, it's exactly, <laughs> but I do tend to listen to a lot of music and just kind of like recenter myself because, um, yeah, I mean, there are just days like that and it's like, you have to be okay with just close the computer and walk away and, you know, don't get on social media and start looking at all of the authors and I know, but you ever, sometimes I do that and then I feel like guilty because I'm like not writing. I'm like, no, but I need to finish that. Yeah. And then it's like a guilt yes. thing. It's crazy. <laughs> a weird cycle. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's bad. <laughs> um, all right. So how, what keeps you going? Um, if maybe you have like a bad review on your book or like the sales are not doing great or what kind of keeps you going through like when it's not so fun? I actually, I don't read reviews. Um, okay. that's one of my number one rules because they always can contradict each other too. It's like, you have too much world building. You don't yeah. have enough world building. What? <laughs> right. <laughs> so I tend to not read those. Um, yeah, I just don't read reviews, but one of the things, and it sounds weird, but one of the things I do is I go back and either um, in what I'm working on or in a book I already have out, I'll just go read some of it because it starts to remind myself that I can do this. I've done it and I, I love it and it worked out and I can put words together and, you know, it just, it kind of just encouraged yeah. myself with my own writing because the only person you can compare yourself to realistically is your past self. Um, you yeah. know, so, and then I can start to, I start to remember that, you know, whatever passage I'm reading, it's like, I remember writing that and I remember the first draft, it wasn't as good. And, you know, and you kind of remember, yeah. just encourage yourself with yourself. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like they, you know, I always try to, you know, write what you're interested in yes. reading. So a lot of times I'm like, I love this book though. You know, the first book that I wrote, I'm like, Oh man, like I, this is so interesting. Yeah. And so later when I'm like doubting myself, I'm like, yeah, but you still love this book. And exactly. so somebody else is going to love it exactly. too. Yeah. yeah. What is kind of your end goal with writing? I mean, you already have your, mm -hmm. I feel like you're at your end goal. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you have everything. You got the publishing house, the books, but what's kind of your end goal with all of it? I would like, to be able to, um, I don't know, you know, and it's not like, it's not about money or anything, but it would be nice to be able to slow down all of my actual like work that I do and just really focus on my own creative, you know, my books and be able to put out more books. And I would love to expand um, the sister solstice world and, and things like that. It just, I guess just write more books. I just want to be able to write more books. <laughs> <That's it>. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I feel like that's definitely a yeah. fair goal. <laughs> Are you one of those people that has like a bunch of half formed book ideas, like in yes. your mind sprawling around? <laughs> uh, they just sit there waiting. Yeah. Yes. Until you have time, which nobody, nobody ever has time. time. So it's like, so let's go into our little uh, rapid fire round. 
So just some quick questions and then just tell me whatever the first answer you think of is. (laughs) All right. So uh, question one, what is your day job if you have one? Well, I homeschool my kids and I also have my bookish shop and then we have the, um, the publishing house as well. Yeah. Wow. That's, you got a lot going on. (laughs) What hobbies do you have besides writing and reading? Um, I really love to bake. Um, what is one of the fa- your favorite books that you've read? Um, I love the Stalking Jack the Ripper series, but probably my favorite is the Kingkiller Chronicles by Patrick Rothfuss. I love that. Nice. Um, what is your favorite time of day to write? I love writing first thing in the morning. I now have to write really late at night because children... But morning would be my favorite. (laughs) Okay. Um, What music do you like to listen to when you're writing? For inspiration, it's Dermot Kennedy. Always Dermot Kennedy. But when I'm actually writing, I can't have lyrics. So I have all these YouTube channels that are like um, dark classical with rain and thunder sounds. Oh, (laughs) nice. Yeah. (laughs) Perfect. What is your biggest like pet peeve or trope that you don't like seeing in books you're reading? I don't like miscommunication. (laughs) Yeah. Like just say things and you'll work it out. I don't understand that one. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) Uh, And what is a trope or theme that you want to write about that you haven't written about yet? Um, I definitely do write enemies to lovers, but usually the enemy is morally gray, not just like, you know, the villain villain. And I'd really like to write one that's, you know, really enemies to lovers villain type. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, Okay. So that is that. And moving on to the regular questions. (laughs) Um, So what advice would you give to somebody who is just starting out or looking to start publishing? My biggest advice, and I think a lot of when I say it, a lot of people, you know, just kind of roll their eyes, but it's read. I mean, just read, 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 because you cannot output if you're not inputting Um, and it doesn't have to be just books. I mean, just input movies and music and art and even just scrolling Pinterest. Like if you took 20 minutes to scroll Pinterest because it knows like your interest in things, I mean, you will, all of these ideas are just going to start sparking and things like that because, um, I mean, that's really it. And to just, and let the let it be terrible at first. That's really hard for writers to let that first draft be awful, but it's going to be, you're just telling yourself the story. You can fix it all in revision, but if you don't even like get it out there, it can't become anything. Yeah, that's too good. I like that you said to consume like any other kind of art too. Cause like I said, I'm like not good at reading as much as I should. Cause I just feel like I don't have a ton of time. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'd rather be writing than mm-hmm. reading. So it's like, but I do a lot of, um, like movies and I like to watch like anime and like yeah. all this, you know what I mean? And I feel like that really inspires me. So yeah. I'm glad that you said that. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's so hung up on reading. And I'm like, I consume other stuff. Does that count? Yes. Consume all of the media. Yeah. We talked about this a little bit, but what projects do you have coming up? We have your third book and anything else with your publishing company or any other projects going on? Well, the publishing house has several things. We have a book coming out almost every month until through next summer. 
Um, so we have a lot happening there. A lot of them are series, um, like the four kingdoms, um, by Whitney Dean. The next one's coming out next month, this month. Anyway, so we have a lot, I mean, we have a lot happening there. Um, as far as me, I have the third and the, in the sister solstice series coming out. Um, and then in between the third and fourth book, there'll be a novella. Um, that's the villain novella. It's kind of her her story. And then um, once I finish with this series, I will probably, I have some more ideas for it. Um, like, a, I guess it would be a book full of novellas, short stories, like short stories about the main couple in it. Um, but I'll put that on hold because I have two standalones that I really want. Um, I want to, to look at writing. So I have a side question for you. What, what do you feel like is like the place for novellas? Cause I like, didn't really know that that was really a thing when I first, you know, started learning about everything. I was just like, Oh, if you're going to write a novel, it's going to be this many words, blah, 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 blah. And so like, but a lot of people have novellas out like an Imaginarium, like a lot of that's like one of the main things people sell too. But I just don't know, like what's like the place in your opinion for like novellas in like a series or like, how do people do that? (laughs) It kind of, I mean, it really depends. Usually the novella is a piece of the story that you don't have to have, but it's really beneficial. Okay. And part of the reason for novellas is there's a certain page limit that, you know, printers just won't print and publishers just won't take. So you can't really shove it all in there. And so Lately, I've seen a lot of authors, um, and I didn't plan, I didn't plan to do what they were doing. It just sort of happened. Yeah. Um, it's coming between the third and the fourth book in the series or, or just before the last one, I think Sharissa Weeks, she just did a novella. It's a long novella. It's not little, um, between her second and third. Um, but most people are, seem to do them. It's like we're really far in the series and there's this information about maybe a certain character or a certain time that doesn't really fit in the story. You don't have to have it, but it helps you understand. Okay. And so those, I think, I think they're really helpful. I like novellas. I love, it's almost like you're getting um, like more of, you're just getting more of the world that wasn't right. intended to be there. So they're, I love yeah, no, no, me too. I think they're very interesting. I just like didn't realize that that was like a thing until yeah. kind of recently. And I was like, oh, novellas is totally a thing. Everybody's doing that. <laughs> okay, um, interesting. That is actually about all of the questions. So what, uh, just tell us where everybody can find you, your social media, any events you're going to, where can everybody get in touch with you? Mostly I'm on Instagram, just jlvampa. Um, I do have Patreon um, that I'm trying to really develop and give lots of um, writing tips and things there, but also a lot about my series, you know, special scenes and things. Um, so that's kind of where I guess the the fun group is, is Patreon. <laughs> I have all of them, TikTok and all that stuff, but I forget about TikTok. <laughs> Me it's, too. I'm bad at TikTok. <laughs> I just, I always forget about it, but I... 
events, I live very, very far from anything. No. So I try to only do one or two a year because okay. it's expensive to travel. Yeah. Um, I just finished Imaginarium, but I am going back next year to Imaginarium. Um, and that's the only one I have planned right now. <laughs> Good. Imaginarium was so fun. So I'm glad yeah. you're going back. <laughs> I loved it. Yes, me too. <laughs> Okay. Well, that's all I have. Thank you so much for joining me. It was so great to talk to you. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for joining me today on Behind the Writer. Make sure you're following our Instagram at Behind the Writer Pod for all the latest updates and previews of the guests to come. We'll see you next time. Mm